What's happening, weirdo? Did it kind of small? I did, and I winked, but nobody. It's a podcast. What's happening? Whoa! There's the Jane Lynch energy I've come to know. Oh my god! It's we made it weird. Fifty. (laughs) Fifty. Weird. Weird. It's 50. Five zero, baby. It's oh our bicentennial. God. I don't know what anything means. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming out to you. As, I'm bicentennial. Oh, my God. The country came out as bicentennial. I'm so proud. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew with the stars and the stripes, you were kind of funky. Is that okay to say? I like kind so. of funky fabulous? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll, we'll if, I, if I were canceled for that joke. I know. It'd be so interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> great. Great. This is 50. Thanks for being here. Here are the facts. We're glad that you're here. Two. I am feeling it this episode and do a lot of blabbing and boring, but it's lovely. And Val also is lovely. Yes. But I was. Val also was there. I just mean I would. No. 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 I just mean, boy, I was jazzed up today, but it was really, really fun, and you were lovely as always, Mama, and I'm so glad you guys are here, and I can't believe it's been 50 weeks, 50, which means it's been, almost in two weeks, it'll have been a year. And probably it's been, like, time-wise a year, I think, since we started, because maybe we, like, missed a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. We've oh, that's right, yeah. a year. Wow. A wow. year? Wait, I know. this is really just like hitting me. And if you like the pod, <laughs> just try to get it back on track. It's been a year. I'm just over here like contemplating time. Yeah. My eyes are circling. Okay. No, I don't know. I'm hungry. I want to go eat something. Yeah, go I ahead. I want to go eat something. And what's funny is I read the wrong MeUndies copy on the Wednesday episode. So I'm going to do this MeUndies copy uh, for this episode, and then we're going to paste it into Wednesday and re-upload it. So Val's not going to join in on this copy. Yeah, that's why so she's. Imagine I'm saying weird. Say weird here, just so it doesn't feel too weird. Weird. Thank you, Val. But if you guys do like this show, it really means a lot. Full transparency. Um, th- if you use the promo code, it directly supports and helps us, and that means so much to us. And thank you to everybody that's been doing that. And if you want to support the show, uh, here we go. Me undies. How do you start these things? Am I allowed to talk? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> if you want to uh, support the show, everybody wears underwear. What a great way to support the show. Wear some underwear. Right now I'm wearing my purple zombies. Leela actually really thinks these are funny when I walk around the house in my purple zombie me undies. A couple years ago, I heard about me undies on another podcast and did a complete top to tails, emphasis on tails, reboot, uh, overhaul of all of my underwear. Val did too, complete me undies, and we haven't looked back. It is the softest, best fitting, and clearly, as you can tell from my zombie print, the most fun patterned underwear I've ever found in my life. I love it. And you know how people say, imagine everyone in their underwear to make you feel more comfortable, as if imagining a room full of strangers down to their skivvies is what makes us comfy? But MeUndies believes that comfort does not start with imagining, uh uh-huh, but instead it starts with actual comfort. Not imaginary comfort. 
That's why they make the softest undies and fun prints to help you feel comfortable at your core so you can feel ready to take on anything. No half-naked room necessary. MeUndies are designed to be the softest thing on, dare we say it, this planet. Baby bottoms? Sure. They're old news. MeUndies signatures micro-modal fabric literally grows from trees, making their undies not only super soft, but also sustainable. They offer different cuts because that they just get it. They are, they, we've got different butts, so you need different cuts for different butts. Check out their undies, their socks, their bralettes, their loungewear. I love their uh, lounge pants, which is what I sleep in. And all of those things ranging from extra small to 4XL. I actually wear the 3XL undies. I have a 40 waist, just to give you a sense. I like them a little bit looser. Lusa. MeUndies has a great offer for weirdos. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has a problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats and no questions. So, to get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash weird. That's MeUndies.com slash weird and show your support of the show. How do you feel, baby? Are you okay? It was so hard. <laughs> was it a little weird to not be a part of it? It was a little bit weird. I had a lot I wanted to say about like the zombie pants. Yeah, and, like my you chonies. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, it's okay. Well, I read the fall that. copy, and and it's filled with like references to pumpkin spice lattes and crisp air, and like that's how out of touch. I feel like Los Angelinos are. Like, yeah. I don't know what month it is. Yeah. So I opened the most recent copy, but they were sending it a month in, in advance. Yeah. But I'm still like, yeah, it's getting chilly, guys. <laughs> like, reading. So anyway, we'll use that one. Also, our Pete's Pick and Val, you are welcome to join in on this one as much as you want, is Ritual Multivitamin. It's the only multivitamin that I use, love, and basically understand why it works. I know so many people are like, multivitamins are nonsense. You pee them out. Uh, You don't know where the stuff is coming from, X, Y, Z. Very valid arguments. And Ritual answers all of those things. It has a time-release uh, formula, which means it's not broken down until the pills are in your lower intestine, which is where it gets absorbed. So that idea that I used to have too, of course, was that you're just peeing out your vitamins. Ritual has solved that with a time-release formula. Also, they have a visible supply chain, so you know where all of the nutrients are coming from. And my favorite, it has a fresh taste. There's a minty flavor to the pills. So we all deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. And Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. No sugar, no GMOs, no major allergens, no synthetic fillers. Thank you. Or say that one just for fun. Artificial colorants. Yeah, nice. Plus the fresh taste and, as I said, the delayed release capsule design make taking your vitamins easy. Plus, if you're like me and you don't always eat breakfast or you're intermittent fasting, these pills are safe to take on an empty stomach. Uh, It's not like I've taken zinc on an empty stomach before and that, my friends, is an instant yak. Not with Ritual because it's not breaking down until later. I love taking my Rituals in the morning and it gives me that good feeling 
that I'm ready to start my day. A multivitamin, as we know, should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill the gaps in our diets. No shady extras. And in Ritual, you're getting vitamin D3, which of course there's a lot of buzz about that because it's so important to your immune system. Very important to me is B12 as well. I don't eat meat. It's hard to get B12. We used to get it in our soil, but it's been depleted. So most, mostly people get it from meat, but I don't eat meat. So boom, I'm filling in that gap with Ritual. But chances are there's something that you're de- uh, deficient in and Ritual is there to fill in the gaps. You'll, and you'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from thanks to, rich, thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain available for women, men, and teens. Ritual's multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support the different stages of life. And they're delivered to your door every month with very minimalist shipping, which I appreciate. And it's easy to snooze or cancel or start anytime. I actually love their website. I've had to snooze once or twice and it couldn't be easier. And if you don't love Ritual, within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off during your first three months. That's 10% off three times, basically, for every month, for three months. Go to ritual.com slash weird. To start your ritual today, that's ritual.com slash weird. Nice. (laughs) And show your support of this podcast. Last but not least, man, we're both wearing it right now. Man, we're both wearing it. Man, we're (laughs) loving it. We are loving Apollo. It's it's no exaggeration to say Apollo has absolutely changed my life. Apollo is a wearable tech. First of all, you get to feel cool and in the new, Mm -hmm. being like, yeah, I I have a wearable tech. Yeah. I'm wearing my tech right now. Do you wear your tech? Yeah, I wear my tech. I wear my, oh, my, my Apollo tech. My Apollo Neuro. <laughs> Apollo Neuro, uh, you wear it around your wrist on the inside. It basically just looks like a watch. I've never once, maybe once or twice, I've had someone be like, what is that? But it just looks like a watch. Mm-hmm. But it is not a watch. It is a wearable technology that helps your body recover from stress. It can help you relax, sleep, focus, and be more productive. You know when you go to a sporting event or something and they're playing like music that's like boom, 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 boom. Boom. And that gets everybody excited, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, Neuro, Apollo Neuro is using the same technology. It's playing songs, essentially, but it's vibrations. Mm-hmm. So it's not songs you listen to. It's songs that you feel. And it's not really songs, but that's a good way to understand it. Mm-hmm. It's sending a message through vibration to your nervous system in a way that your nervous system can hear clearly. Mm-hmm. And what are these? Like the way that you're getting your heartbeat ramped and amped at a sporting event There are ways to send your nervous uh, system other signals through vibration, like calm down, Mm -hmm. or it's okay, Mm -hmm. or let's go on a hike, let's get excited. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Apollo Neuro is. So it's technology that is already being implemented in other ways, Mm -hmm. but now we can have control over it. You wear it on your wrist or your ankle, the Neuro delivers, the Apollo, sorry, delivers gentle, soothing vibrations that train your nervous system uh, to recover and rebounds from stress. It's like a hug that you wear. It's a hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. Mama, I always do these ads. Why, why don't you energy and wake up? You ever use that one? I do use that. I have used that uh, multiple times, like if I'm having an afternoon crash. I use it in midday more often than I use it in the morning, actually. Yes, definitely. And if I'm trying to motivate myself to go on a hike or... Everybody knows I'm a big exercise guy now. I use it while I'm hiking mm-hmm. or, or on the treadmill. Social and open, I know you're a fan. I'm a big fan of that one. That's great, especially if you have like social anxieties. 
Mm -hmm. It helps you, like, if you're about to go to a party or have a brunch or something. It, like, eases you into it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Clear and focused. I use that. I'm on that one right now. And that's what I like to use in the morning. Yeah. And the founder of Apollo uses clear and focus in the morning, and that's where I got that idea. Mm -hmm. It just sort of... It's actually more of a relaxing yourself into a focused place. Yeah. It's not a sleepy feeling. It's just like tension and anxiety is in the way. So it gets that out of the way. So you're clear and focused. Yeah. Yeah. Rebuild and recover is That's what I was on. the most, I think. Great for after a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. I use it after I do stand-up. Mm-hmm. Something like I was just in like a fight or flight situation. I know I enjoyed it, but my nervous system didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I put it on Rebuild and Recover. I also, while we were recording this episode, had it on Rebuild and Recover because I just exercise because I'm, I'm always ripping ass on the treadmill. <laughs> Meditation and mindfulness is my absolute favorite. Yeah. It's a huge game changer. I now look forward to meditating and meditate way more frequently because it's easier. Yeah. It's, it's I guess... It keeps you reminded and aware of your body. It keeps you anchored to your body. And it, like a mantra or a breathing technique that is basically soothing your nervous system through repetition, that's what the Apollo is doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like like a a wristband that meditates for you. And while you meditate, while it's meditating, uh, you're double meditating. And I swear, if that was all it did... I would still be screaming from the rooftops. If your practice or uh, is, is slumping or if you've always resisted meditation because it just is too daunting, nothing has helped me more than the Apollo. That's 100% true. None of this is in the copy. I already read the copy. I'm just telling you what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Relax and unwind is what I put it on uh, when I'm watching TV so I can get ready for bed. Mm-hmm. And then when I get in bed, I put it on sleep and renew. And without any pills or anything, it, it gently lulls me into natural beautiful sleep so it trains your nervous system to cope with stress better over time the more you use it the more it works and the better it works and apollo neuro was developed by a neuroscientist and a board certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years apollo's effects on sleep stress cognitive performance and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real world studies and best of all if you want to try one, it's wonderful knowing there's something you can do when you're stressed. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about it. Yep. You get 10% off uh, and show your support of this podcast, which means so much, by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird. And uh, support the show. Also, August 19th, Val and I will be at Largo together. Woo-hoo! With special guests doing a live We Made It Weird slash You Made It Weird. There'll probably be music, there'll be guests, but there'll also be a, a big chunk that's just Val and I talking with you guys live, which is going to be awesome. Uh, and on September 9th, also at Largo, I'll be doing my stand-up show, which is always the highlight of her month. Both Val and I love that every month. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. And September 3rd, me and Lara Bites will be at the Brea Improv. If you're in the California area, go to just go to Google.com and type in Brea Improv <laughs> and uh, find Pete Holmes. And then uh, I'd love for you to get tickets. It's going to be great. Great to do a weekend and feel slightly more normal in the world. All right. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Get into it. Get into it. Why don't you? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I was just telling you a very okay. scintillating story that I didn't want the, the sweet, sweet, kind listeners, heretofore known as weirdos, I'm serving you. <laughs> you don't realize that I'm serving you. 
By the way, is there anything goofier? There's two things in the legal system that are very goofy. One is like, ding dong, flowers. Are you Valerie Cheney? Like this Why, little. Yes, I am. Well, you've been served. Like this little, <laughs> this little charade. I know. That is so weird. Like people in a legal office have to do like light improv. It's but, like, we want you to have like a master's degree, <sighs> a few years of experience in a law office, uh, improv 101. But that's a whole different thing that I don't think. They're not like. They're lawyers. not lawyers. Yeah. It's like, remember, he was. That, well, where do you find them? He, I'll do it. Remember in Pineapple <laughs> Express, that's what Seth Rogen's job is? Oh a yeah, server and and James. That's what Franco. it's called, a process server. Yeah, and James Franco goes, a pro- he's like so stoned, and he's like process servant. <laughs> Is it like a butler? <laughs> That's funny. I like I that. I do. I like that. that. Movie. I know you. I well, I don't like. I I struggle with with uh, stupidity having it. Yeah, <laughs> being it certainly having it, um, and also like <clears throat> it's not really funny to me. Mm. Growing up, like being smart, and I'm really grateful for this, but being smart was like so important, mm. and like being smart in a funny, like when you're funny, being smart, funny, like also being stupid too, but right. also being smart. So like when other people are like like Cheech and Chong, and they're like, "Oh man, where are the keys, man?" <laughs> And the keys are like on a hook in the background, and they're just like, "We gotta find these fucking keys, man, or we're going to jail, man." I love it. I know you do because you're a more, you on. know, what? Because you're a more on. That's so funny. What a treasure you are. Sorry, my Paul. I think is over. Oh, product placement. I uh, I don't I don't think that's funny. I'm I'm at home screaming. They're behind you, Chong. <laughs> Look behind you, Chong. Look, turn around, Chong. I also, um, I also the other goofy thing in the legal system that I've always found very funny is in the most serious of court cases. Yeah, they, they we have no better system than is that person in the room today? Yeah. Yes, he is. Will you point at him? <laughs> It's like what we ask, what we would ask Leela. It's like, yeah, did the person that pushed you, is is it them? Show me, point to him. Could you hit him with this wet football, a Nerf wet football? Where do you put the word wet with Nerf football? I'm just kidding. Um, Any who's old. That is so funny and so weird. And it is like, it's almost like they're trying to get to your like lizard brain shame Barrel pointing, <laughs> yeah, by point like you are being like pointed at. Well, that's yes, you pointed OJ Simpson. Who did you yeah. see leave the restaurant? Yeah, and you pointed OJ Simpson. Like, we all hate being pointed at, of course. You could have your eyes closed and you'd be like, Are you pointing? You're you're definitely pointing at me now. You're wait, let's try. Yeah, <laughs> you were, you were, yeah, I was, but also it just it's just this little reminder that we are just. Alan Watts sometimes calls human beings tubes, <laughs> like we're tubes, That's meaning funny. there's like an in and an out, uh, and then there's legs on the tube. That is so funny. And arms on the tube. And like, no matter how sophisticated we get with our law books and stuff, mm-hmm. you still have to go, and is it this tube? <laughs> yeah. Did this tube hurt you? Yeah. Did you see that tube leave the restaurant? In a, <laughs> was the tube angry? <laughs> Did he mutter something? That's funny. Oh, we could talk about that forever. Whenever I listen to like serial and they're like, 
Adnan said that he left school at 3 p.m. and then he got to the woods, he would have had to get to the woods by 3.15 p.m. in order to commit the crime. So we tried it. Like, get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) The world is like a million side Rubik's Cube and you're going to get in the car and just try and prove that he could or couldn't get to it. Yeah. I've dr- I've done 20 minutes drives in 7 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just like on a weird day. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Hitting every light, yeah. merging perfectly. There's infinite variables every day. That's right. And sometimes yeah. a 20 minute ride I'm like looking at the flowers and shit. It's like it just court cases. I also only tried this bit once, but uh, I was like no matter how sophisticated blood analysis gets, at some point the defense will be in a parking garage with a weighted mannequin covered in fake blood hitting it with a shovel just to see how or the splatter... throwing it on a car. Exactly. Just going like, pick it up and, and throw her throw her so her head hits this part. That gets the pattern we're looking for. Yeah. It's as good as we can do. It's so goofy. It's so goofy. Where it's, it's arts we, and crafts. Yeah. Hit it harder with the golf club. They're trying to find out what the murder weapon is. And they're like, maybe a hockey stick would get the splatter. Just like, and there's some guy whose specialty is splatter. <laughs> I'm a splatter specialist. You really? Like, do you look at your own diarrhea and go like, oh, I hate bringing my work home. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of the office. I don't like this. I'm not going to analyze this. What I'm saying is, like, we want to, like, kind of turn reality into, like, a crate and barrel. Mm. Like, clean Mm. angles and smooth and well-lit. And it's not. No. And murder and all sorts of criminal cases are just reminders that, like, this is sort of chaos. Yeah, it's chaos. Nothing, there's no control. (laughs) And it is, like, it's not like the answer is to not do it. It's it's just it is it, you know what's funny about it is it is the not to just like beat a dead horse because we talk about this all the time. Why not? It's dead. Beat yeah, it. it's dead. Yeah, get all your aggression. Nothing sounds more fun than beating a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, you beat a living horse, he runs away. Go ahead and drop kick <laughs> a dead, squishy, three quarters rotten horse. You can't drop kick a horse. A dead one, you can. They're way. Lighter. Oh, I don't mean like a pick it up and drop kick it. I mean like. Kick your leg way high, like you're a dancer, and then drop your heel into it. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it's okay. nasty. We love all animals. <laughs> there were no horses uh, harmed at the. Whenever, of whenever this I see that at Dead the at the end of movies where they're like, no animals were harmed in the making of this movie, I'm like, what about catering? <laughs> Every day, thousands of cows and pigs were slaughtered to feed. <laughs> Benicio del Toro <laughs> yeah. and the crew. I, you know, I'm, I'm mostly vegan. I'm going out to crashing, and they were always like barbecuing and grilling and stuff, and that's what they wanted. Yeah. And I couldn't just be like, be the worst. I guess I would, I could have. Yeah. But like, yeah, animals were harmed in the production of HBO's Crashing. <laughs> yeah. Just not the ones we care about. Yeah. No sea urchins. Yes. <laughs> no dolphins. Yeah. But no lots puppies. and lots of chi- fucking chickens. Dumbass chickens. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Go on. Um, I don't even remember. I did oh, the it thing. is just it's the thinking mind. That's what it is. Is like we're living in this like constant, mysterious, chaotic. Flowing, ever-changing reality. 
Yes. And and we are part of that. So, okay, if we're tubes, we're not just tubes for food. We're tubes for all of the energetics that are happening and the fl- and like the That's feelings right. that come up. And Food is just one of the most obvious stimulants. Food is one of the most obvious uh, realities that we're working with. But really... Yeah. When I say, Val, you look wonderful today, mm-hmm. and you do, I'm giving you un- just as real as food. Yeah, it's, it's, food is just the most solid reality. It's the most I'm gross. I'm sorry, the it's solid the, energy. It's the grossest one. Well, sure. No, oh, I yes, mean gross. gross. Like, like it's, yes. It's, gr- it's, <laughs> yes. Not, it's not grotesque yes. or nasty. It's, it's the like grossest the gross. one. Yes, exactly. But we're being <clears throat> handed stuff and processing things, and things are flowing in and out of us. Constantly. Oh, constantly. So... The funny thing about it's it, about the um, forensic law thing that you were saying is that it does feel like how our thinking mind is just like um, organize the chaos. Okay, this energy that's flowing through you, uh, I've looked back in the records, and that is exactly related to the energy that flew that went through Flow, you, yeah. uh, you know, a week ago, and and it's just like constantly, frantically trying to find patterns, right? Where even the body is just like, it's just chaos, man. Well, like, let it flow. <laughs> I think, Val, that's why it's, when I say it's a million-sided Rubik's Cube, we can't even figure out fucking French fries. <laughs> Meaning, I've eaten French fries from a basket with the paper. Mm. What is this fancy potato needs its own paper? Oh, I love And I'm eating it, paper. and I fucking feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then I've had times where I've eaten three french fries from a friend's plate and it crashes me into a chemical despair Mm -hmm. so yeah adnan might have gotten to the woods in nine minutes you know (laughs) what i mean like not like yeah it's not to frighten us it's just kind of cute how with the robes and the gavels and the suits and the jury and the tables and the Mm -hmm. witnesses and and even the scientific experts like without without a doubt and science would agree with this in 15 years, the science we're doing now will be as laughable, mm. more laughable, because it's progressing at a increased rate, mm-hmm. than the science we were doing 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So the way we're going, like, and we didn't even know about DNA 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're going to be going, like, we didn't even know about boop up boo boo Yeah. boop boo boo Oh, Jason was covered in boop up boo yes. And then, now we know he was innocent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm yes. just kidding. The funniest, oh, the funniest <laughs> twist. That's what it all was uh, leading up to. Look, I have some hot takes. One, <laughs> innocent. I'm just kidding. Please don't be mad about that. Comedy needs to be able to just fart in your face every once in a while. Just just allow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Um, I heard something on Brett Goldstein's podcast, Films to be Buried With, and I have to look up the name of the guy. It's the most recent episode. Films. Films to be buried he, with. So he starts by going, look out. It's only films to be buried with. Okay, I made it look sound out. like I made it look sound like out. he had like a look out. It's only films to be buried with. Yeah, that's good. Not bad. I, I I'm sorry. Oi, Val, <laughs> what's your favourite film? It's me, Roy Kent. You like when I take my shirt off and I just gently touch my nipples? Uh, stop. The way the muscles of my leg seamlessly merge into the bottom of my buttock. Boing, 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 boing. <laughs> but he is me. Like, it's ruined that the more <laughs> me comes through. Yes. yes. In, in all of my fantasies about him, not, he's not saying anything close to that. Let's be clear. He's not saying anything that I would say. <laughs> 
He's not going like, Oi, you think the guy that studies splatters looks at his own diarrhea? He's like, Man, I brought my own work home with me. No, he's saying Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> it's still working for me. Um, it's working for me. I feel like a virile yeah, footballer. I feel like the only reason I don't even remotely try to hide my my celebrity crush on Brett Goldstein is that you get it. <laughs> like, you also have it. Yeah, I get it. I think he's a beautiful man. Yeah. But I also get it. If he was a, if he was a twat, I'd yeah. be like, what? Oh, yeah. No, I'm like he's... a lady in that way. Oh, yeah, same. I guess I, I guess I could just say I'm like a sensitive person in that way. Yeah. Some people don't care. They're just like, if the meat fits, wear it. You yeah. know, like the meat is beautiful. Yeah. But if somebody is gorgeous and they're like not there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. That's so, that's really it. Well, that's, I was actually just explaining the fascination or, or crush on Brett Goldstein to somebody because I was like, I, I don't, I, I almost always... And I'm not attracted to somebody until their personality reveals itself to be attractive. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like the most beautiful thing to me. Mm -hmm. So that was what was rare about this was I was like, you're attractive. And I don't even know if you could be the worst person. Well, that's why I'm not at all bothered by it. Not that I would be if you were just attracted to his physical body. But like, hey, Brad, I hope you hear this one. (laughs) Uh, I'm embarrassed. But I get it. You know, I'm watching um, Halston. Oh, you are? Yeah. I didn't watch that. Sorry. Ugh. I needed a Freddy, a Fred, Fred the Treadmill Fred show. The tre- oh, Freddy the Treadmill's always watching shit without me. <laughs> I know. Val, can I just say, yeah. I am capital O, like a remake of uh, Othello. <laughs> like a big O. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessed. I love you. With thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's the Pete and Val movie. It's in the trailer. I love you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> it's like Han Solo, but worse. He said, "I know." Oh, I go, yeah. "Thank you." It's thank like worse because yeah. I like want it. Yeah, you're Thanks. like That's what I'm in for. Thank I got you. it. That's what I want. I got it. Yeah. Now back to the Falcon. Mm. I'm capital O Othello obsessed. With what you said, I think it was two weeks ago, about letting your body solve problems that your mind can't solve, it is, I'm 10 out of 10, manic, Pete, obsessed, I already said obsessed, I'm saying obsessed too much, mm-hmm. with, uh, obviously, exercising, I'm an exercise person now, <laughs> so embarrassing, <laughs> but like, I was having one of those goofy-ass mornings, I was just feeling like... No matter how much time I have today, and I don't even have anything really to do today, which I only say as evidence to like, for all the people that are like having the same feeling, like shit, uh, there's no matter how much time I have, there's not enough time. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You can even have that feeling if you don't have that much to do. And that to me is evidence that the feeling uh, fools you into believing that the feeling is legitimate. By pointing to all the things you have to do. Mm. But really, I'm saying that the feeling is independent. Isn't that the whole thing? That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. I think we can end now. Yeah. Keep it crispy. (laughs) Yep. Goodbye. (laughs) Because the feeling exists before the evidence and then uses the evidence to get you to, like, believe in it for some reason. Give it your attention and give it your energy. And I was just like... 
what a bummer. Like, sort of feeling like, you know, how you feel right now, everybody listening, how and us, how we feel right now is how we feel about our lives. You know, mm-hmm. that's an Eckhart Tolle thing. Yep. And I knew that. And I know that. And in that moment, I was going, but why do I feel so overwhelmed? Mm-hmm. Just feel sort of overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of answers. Climate crisis, mm-hmm. systemic racism, mm-hmm. COVID, yeah. the Delta V, all these Delta things. V. So what you've taught me, um, uh, uh, not just embodiment and mindfulness and all these things, but for some reason it took me so long to finally just become like a real ripping ass exercise enthusiast <laughs> is and I, I I'm I'm blabbing and boring, but it took me nicotine gum and caffeine used to jack me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked. It would take you out of that existential dread mm. because you'd be so jacked, literally just meaning your blood would be circulating so fast. Mm-hmm. that you would get elated out of whatever little crisis sometimes you might be happening. Mm. But then exercising has become the better, cleaner, mm. and more reliable version of, oh no, we had this last night. I came home from my show at Largo and I was like, fuck, we're so, uh, we're so lucky Like, things are so good. I'm just saying, like, right now, that night, things are so good right now. Yeah. And sometimes your head comes from above the clouds, and you can see that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying because we have fancy showbiz life. I'm saying because we have love. Yeah. I'm saying because we have honesty, Mm -hmm. because we have a connection Mm -hmm. to something bigger than ourselves, Mm -hmm. because we have Leela. It's like simple shit. It's Mm -hmm. not, I have Nicolas Cage's phone number. I don't. (laughs) But that shit fucking sucks my ass. Yeah. That's a fucking lie. Yeah. And exercise has become the the wonderful kind of like go-to of like, I'm stuck. And I've seen you do this for years with your dancing. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck. For some reason, I'm uh, blocked and sad and over- today was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I can't access what I know is true, mm-hmm. which is... Nothing is the matter. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to, and then exercise helps. I've been listening to Eckhart Tolle. He has this uh, talk that he gave called Through the Open Door. I've been really enjoying it. And one of the points that he makes is that your ego says the small, the little me. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this a million times, but for some reason it, it sunk deeper than usual. Is the little me, so our mind-made identity that we yeah. can sometimes call the ego, not your real self, not life itself but the story that you tell of you based on your past and based on what people keep telling you you are, based on what your culture keeps telling you you are, you sort of put on this persona. In fact, persona means mask, and a mask is a good way of thinking of an ego. It's not fake, but it's as real as a mask. And that small little self needs a problem Mm -hmm. and needs an enemy. And he was making this point that countries do this, mm-hmm. churches do this, but also we do this. And I catch myself, for exa- I'll give you a good example. One time I saw, we saw Russell Brand at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I love Russell Brand. Yeah, who and doesn't? Who doesn't? He's, he's wonderful. And we went up to him and we had a delightful little chat. And it was the night of some, I don't even remember what it was, but both of us weren't going to some Hollywood event. It might have been the Golden Globes, it might have been the Emmys, it might have been the Oscars, it doesn't matter. But I made some joke. Have I told the story on the podcast before? I don't think I have. I think you have. I made some joke 
really just trying to be a comedian and make him laugh. I was like, you should go. People will think you're Sasha Baron Cohen. Thinking just like, oh, British comedian, Americans are stupid. Mm -hmm. They'll be excited. Sasha has a new movie out. It'll be a big deal. Mm -hmm. But as it comes out of my mouth, like you see it coming out like, like, no, no." like it, it, it dawned on me like, he probably knows Sasha. Mm. He and just like I don't want to be compared to. I'm trying to think of somebody that might be I, having a moment. Oh, uh, not Ike Barinholtz. Ike Barinholtz is a funny one, but like, yeah. let's say there was someone that had like a very hot movie out. Yeah, and was at this award show and was getting a lot of buzz. Yeah, and I might have been inadvertently saying something that hurt his feelings. Yeah. Now I don't even know if that's true. Uh, and even in the moment, I apologized. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I was just trying to make you laugh. Not that he looked that offended, but I realized yeah. I had put my foot in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And he even was like, it's all right. It's just my ego, isn't it? Like, he just sort of, he made like a spiritual aware, mm-hmm. as he would, joke of like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it, it hurt my ego, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. So even in the moment, he sort of let me off. Yeah. But Val, and I know you know this because I brought it up. Yeah. The number of times I've been like, I think Russell might be, like, not might hate me. Like, let's be honest. Like, I was going to say, might still be upset about what... No, might hate me. Yeah. Might, like, actively still be thinking about me and, like, hating me. Mm-hmm. Like, cutting the eyes, my eyes out on photographs <laughs> and then burning my my vacant eye <laughs> and going, one day I'll have you, Sasha Baron Cohen, bitch, you know? Like, complete absurdity. Okay, But here's what's... That's all fine. And I'm sure most people can relate to some sort of obsessive... Like, he then is, in a strange way, my enemy. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want him to be my enemy. But I'm like, there's someone who hates me. Yeah. So that's like a loose enemy. That's a little drama. Yeah. But what is it doing? It's defining me. Mm. I'm... I have this thing that is against this thing. And I kept going back to it over and over in weird... Idle moments, chopping celery. Fuck, how am I going to make it up to Russell? Oh, he doesn't follow me on Twitter. This is more proof that he doesn't like me. Mm. But all of that stuff is like sonar. Mm. It's like I'm pinging whether or not my ego exists. Yeah. And when I find this imaginary Russell, which, by the way, Russell, if you hear this, I hope you can tell that I'm aware of my insanity yeah like this isn't logical real and there's no actual problem yeah i'm I'm using it as an example of my mild psychosis (laughs) like like but i think a very common understandable yeah i'm pinging my my ego is pinging out into the deep blue ocean Mm -hmm. saying am i real Mm -hmm. and the best reflection back that it gets is conflict is like you are disliked What could be more real than I create a hot, negative feeling in this person every time he thinks of me because of something I said once, which, here in the light of day, with my beloved Val, I know, what am I, that's why it's helpful to talk about this stuff, but what am I fucking talking about? But the ego doesn't care. It will eat shit rather than go hungry. And that's why it keeps going Russell Brand probably doesn't like you. Or this old person from the Chicago scene, they probably hate you. Or whatever it might be. Right. It prefers Russell Brand doesn't like you over, like, I'm sure he doesn't even think about you. Why would he? (laughs) The man is, like, literally dropping hot content 
what seems time. to be every 15 minutes. And I think in between him breaking down the wonders of Terrence McKenna or interviewing <laughs> Wim Hof, he's going, you know, he's a right twat. <laughs> and just like, it's so... But that's my point. So my rational brain knows it's stupid. Yeah. Yet there's a there's a reptilian uh-huh. energy that's going, we don't care if it's true. Yeah. It's like going, uh, it's like any conspiracy theory. I don't care if it's true. Mm-hmm. It's giving us the intel. It's mirroring back to us what we want to believe. Mm-hmm. But what's really absurd is what I want to believe is that I am not loved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, because that's better. Well, that's that's a, that's a meteor bone to chew on for the brain. Yes. Because if even if the if you are believing that you are loved, it's like yes, that gives the ego a hit, but then it's done. Those are empty calories to the ego. That's right. The ego wants something to constantly have to prove. So I this person doesn't like it. It's a like project. Me. It's a project. So I so I'm actually if I'm the ego, I am secure it's job security. Yeah. We have this problem, well we'll be able to live off of that one for quite a while. Well that's also what Eckhart Tolle says. He's like the end of madness, the end of this like insanity that we've been doing for a hundred thousand years, let's say. That's a made up number. It's too many. Uh, it's too many now that I think about it. For years it. and years. For years and years. But I mean, humanity <laughs> as a species has been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, so you say, let's say it, it took us 5,000 years to get to this level of neuroses and doubt and lies and, oh, if I wear this shirt, I'm important. And if people look at me this way, I matter and all that, all this bullshit. Took us 5,000 years to indoctrinate us into this nonsense. Mm. So then he's like, how long does it take to get rid of it? Um, if you're like, does it take 5,000 years? The ego is like, yeah, 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 5,000 years. It might actually, I've heard it takes twice as long to get rid of it than it took to implant it. So it might be 10,000 years. And it's like, it's absolutely not true. And I experienced this today. I was reading an account of somebody's, um, DMT trip and they were saying like the epiphanies that they had were, and I've heard this a million times. But for some reason, knowing that it was someone who went into a space and came back Mm -hmm. and had experienced it viscerally, and they were like, it's all one. Mm -hmm. They were like, really? It's it's all, what else could it be? Mm -hmm. And I just started crying. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, and all that exists is now. There's no future and there's no past. And yet there's this precious, precious gift Mm -hmm. that is right here. And it's called life itself. Yeah. And we would rather... Send our our cast our uh, lure deep into the future. Yeah. And Eckhart's like, we love the future because it promises that we'll be enlightened in the future. Mm. We'll be fulfilled Mm. in the future. We'll find the great job, the great love. We'll have the feelings that we want in the future. So that's one level of insanity. Mm -hmm. The other level of insanity is we're terrified of the future. Mm -hmm. It might kill us. He says, Eckhart, he says this in the talk, he goes, oh, what is the future going to do to me? And I got the chills and I laughed too, because that is so clearly exactly what my fear is saying. Yes. Oh, what is the future going to do to That's me? That's the, everybody's fear could be boiled down to that one sentence. And in the same box marked the future, 
I think is my wholeness, yeah. my joy, right. my bliss, yeah. my fulfillment, and my murder, my beheading, yes. my bad diagnosis, yes. my tragedy, my global catastrophe. No wonder we're going mad. Yeah. It's the same. You have to reach your hand into a hole in the earth. And you're either going to pull up joy or you're not going to pull up anything because something ate your arm. <laughs> so that's insane. Yeah. It, uh, so you have to kind of like abandon the game and just go, what? And I'm doing it right now with you. And I, I what is happening right, right now? now? You're listening to a podcast. First of all, that's a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. My the, the vibrations for me are going into this microphone. They're going into the internet. They're coming into your ears. It's vibrating some little crystal. There's water involved. Mm-hmm. And it gets interpreted in your brain as touch. Yeah. Something is touching your brain. A vibration is touching your brain mm-hmm. that is interpreted and basically recreated a, a moment after you hear it mm-hmm. for you to interpret. Mm-hmm. And then you have your own thoughts overlaying on top of it. It's all incredible. Yeah. And we're going... I think Russell Brand might hate me. And that robs us. That that, that steals us uh-huh. from our birthright and from the gift and from the richness. And then to tie it all together, sometimes a hike or a run is all your body needed to go, what the frig <laughs> was I on about? Yeah. So the body is a tool through it. Well, the it's body not, is the way through it. The body is the, the way through it. The body is 100%. It's not like if only I didn't have this body. No. It's like... And Eckhart says that too, Mama. He I know I'm that. talking a lot too. He goes, when you when he says get into your body, aren't we just identifying with another lie? And he goes, the body is the temporary manifestation of the thing, of being. Yes. It's masquerading as your body. I love So when you that. go into it, you're going into God. You're going That's into it. the mystery. You're going into the oneness. You're going, you're going into, into being. the moment. The body can only ever live in the moment. The brain can only ever live in the past and future. So even like it's a good way to get into the moment, maybe if your thought stream is really thick towards the past or the future, to realize first that you are in the past and future. And then you can start by thinking thoughts like what's actually happening right now. Uh, I'm listening to a podcast. That's a miracle. All the beautiful things you said, uh, looking around the room and, you know, labeling things. That's a great, like to maybe start to settle it, but it can't end there because you're still in your thinking mind. Then you've got to experience what what do your hands feel like right now? Yeah. Can you feel the space between the bottom of your foot and the top of your foot? Like, can you just like get into, and this is Eckhart Tolle, a hundred percent is like, feel the aliveness in your body. Uh, Anytime you realize you're in thought, feel the aliveness in your body. And, and because it's impossible to do both. Yeah. You can't feel the sensation of the electric charge coursing through your fingers and be thinking about it really at the same time. Yeah. And even when you said the brain only really exists in the past or the future, even if you're, if you bumped up against that, cause I briefly did, mm-hmm. I was like, even if you go, I'm hungry, that thought is still thinking about a feeling that you just had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's always kind of commenting on something that's going by. Yeah. But the body 
is what's going by. It's it's surfing clean, more cleanly. I yes, guess. the body is just having the experience in real time. And so if you're just feeling the experience, you're up to date. But by the time it gets sent like your to phone. your brain and your brain makes a judgment on it, it's already past. And it has, this is what we're discovering, your brain and then and therefore your your ego and your personality and and all these and your preferences has an agenda yeah. and will use lies cheap deceit cheap evidence cheap fuel mm-hmm. like i was saying russell brand hates you mm-hmm. is shit yeah. i know it's shit and it says i don't care it yeah. makes the machine run yeah. and don't you want to be real dummy that's what it says to me yeah. it's like mean yeah. It's like, you want to vanish? Yeah. And I go, I do. And then it goes, okay. And, and it, it, it scares you out of it. It's like, yeah. you really want to be nothing? Yeah. What was all this for? Mm-hmm. Where do you go? You want everyone to forget you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, and then you're just thinking again. It's like gaslighting you. <laughs> it is gaslighting it ga- you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's gone. No, I, I, that's why, the, like, the only... And this is true, by the way, if you are in a relationship where you're getting gaslit a lot. The only way that I have found (laughs) to be able to um, avoid gaslighting is to physically remove yourself from that situation. Yeah. Uh, Because if you try to argue with somebody who is doing that or something that's doing that, then you're just going to get more and more convinced that you might be crazy. You have to opt out. And the brain is the same way. So that's why you just, it's such a constant and simple practice of like noticing. I like hold my brain and go, oh, wow. Okay. Yes. You are working so hard to organize. Thank you. I'm returning back to my body now. And then five minutes later, I'm caught in the whole mess again, and I do it again. That's right. Because if you think... This is why I I think that your Gandhis and your Mother Teresas still had uh, doubt and fear and dread and pettiness. Mm. Because that's kind of what the brain does. Yeah. That's what it has to offer. (laughs) That's what it has to offer. So, like you're saying, if you're being gaslit by something... Mm. Um, and I understand that there, like, there's certain good qualities to all of those things that I said. You know, mm-hmm. like pettiness is is just the um, perversion of discernment. You know, yeah. what I mean, it might be like an overextension of something that you need uh-huh. that's keeping you alive. So we we can be compassionate to the brain as well. Yeah. But like, I think those people that found more wholeness, more balance, and more connection in their in their spirit. Uh, did what you're saying, which is like, it's not that they stop happening, yeah. it's that you stop identifying with it, and you stop believing it. Yeah. Like, so, the radio is on in the background, but you yeah. don't have to give it your full attention. That's exactly it, yes. And sometimes I will say to myself, uh, just over and over, like, I don't have to believe my thoughts. That's right. That's just kind of the main thing. That being said, of course, the more fear you have in your body the more bracing there will be and then the more active the brain will get and we've just had such a long history of letting the brain have the microphone that it's gonna it takes a a while so it is both it's like Eckhart it's it's so interesting because you heard that thing about Eckhart or from Eckhart about the like 5,000 years to get enlightened or future 
to get enlightened in the future. And I've heard him say, you know, the thought in the future I will be enlightened is the ego because the ego lives in time. Um, but I heard Muji today say it was beautiful. It was like a Muji minute or something in his from his Instagram. And he was just leading this little one minute kind of meditation. And, and he says in it, he goes, there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you, which is just so beautiful. And he goes, it takes time to find the timeless. And mm. this is the way it's meant to be. That's a weird serendipity because I did a voiceover audition today for a cartoon. And one of the characters was a pastor. And I was like, just to get, uh, I, I was doing multiple characters. So I was trying to find like five different voices and so one of them, I, I was like, I'll just look up Joel Osteen just to kind of get the feel of a pastor, kind of mm-hmm. like a smiley pastor. And the Joel Osteen clip I found, I thought it was really funny because I really loved it. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying what Muji said. Mm-hmm. He was just going like, God accepts you as you are, not when you're transformed, as you are right now. Wow. And he's working on you little by little. And, like, and that's how it works. Yeah. He's basically saying... And I understand there, there's been some snafus in the past with, with Joel, mm-hmm. <laughs> called Pastor Joel. Um, but I remember talking to Rob Bell about that. We were like, I, I sometimes think that he's giving people, it might look kind of like primary colors, pretty basic. Yeah. But there is a message of like, you're okay. You're okay, yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. And I will take that yeah. over, even if it seems smiley or saccharine or whatever it is that turns people off about him. I'll take that over a smiley saccharine guy going like, and you will burn in hell. Like at least our version of like a a, a Billy Graham. And I actually don't know that much about Billy Graham, but I'm pretty sure Billy Graham was telling you to turn or burn at the end of the day, which was kind of as good as we could do at that time. You know what I mean? Given the, you know, his his dad was probably born in 1915, for fuck's sake. You know, <laughs> yeah, he, like, he could have been. No. It's, yeah. it's just remarkable that he was doing as well as he was. That yes. he has that much connection with love and, and compassion and stuff. So it, it, it makes sense that uh, this other Billy Graham type would would move, be arcing in that direction, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, But the tricky thing is that it's both. So it is... You are going it takes to hell. Time, no. It takes time to get to the timeless, and you can only ever find it right now. Well, that's it. That's, it. that's exactly right. Both things are true, and that, like, breaks your brain. And guess what? It's that it's meant to. It's not for little your brain. Little by little. It, yeah. Little by little. Yeah. It's, it, it's, good, it's a good sign that our brain can't hold both of those truths because it's not for your brain. Yeah. So just go ahead and get on out of there. Yeah, that's right. That's and that's what uh, Richard Rohr says, Father Richie. Mm-hmm. He says like the human mind can't comprehend divine love. Yeah. So don't try. Yeah. Don't the human with it. the human imagination will always be balancing, will always be beheading, mm-hmm. will always be incarcerating, punishing, and whipping. It's what the brain does. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> he goes, this is ugly. Let's build this wall and we'll put the bad people on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And, in, and even in here, we'll even torture and kill our own that, that, that we need to because we're, we're not up to snuff. Even in our own little utopia, we're not up to snuff. That's what we're all doing. And we don't accept, you know, the in, infinite grace yeah. or infinite love. Yeah. Or like our brain is, our brain is, I like to think of my brain as like a, a neurotic, um, well-meaning, overprotective mother. That's good. I and, like that. And so it's just not, it's, it just doesn't trust unconditional love that's right so it's not like it's trying to deprive you of that or it's trying to keep you in in a dark place for the sake of keeping you in a dark place it ultimately is maybe the ego is and the ego uses the thinking mind out of fear out of fear but i feel like you're think even your ego is trying to keep you alive in the way that it thinks it's meant to, which right. is like keep keep existing at all costs. Right, which is it's, what you said. You were like, even fear is love. Yeah, because fear just wants you to exist. Yeah. So we like really the the bigger thing that I said about that, and I keep going back to it to try to remember it, is we ultimately when I'm in a fearful place, I will go, okay, how do I know that the world is a benevolent is ultimately benevolent like not the world the existence everything this reality everything is ultimately benevolent and some would argue it's it's not some would argue quite rightly that it is a a swirl it's both energies and that's true the world in in this reality is like it is containing both energies i choose to believe that ultimately it's all held in love. Well, you mean the force that's animating both energies is ultimately loving. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Thank you for putting that better than I could. Um, and and sometimes I really I doubt that, especially if I'm in a fearful place. Like, maybe this is just a very weird accident and this is a super unfriendly existence. Um, but what's helped me when I do that is, and this is something that my brain came up with so thank you brain it's not all shit in there (laughs) no our brain is hosting the podcast right now (laughs) i I love you brain yeah but i also know it can handle it it's way rougher with me than i am with it (laughs) that's so that's so true um but it's like okay so so is the world a friendly or unfriendly place when i'm in a fearful place i can see all of the things that's that are unfriendly about it so look at those unfriendly things. What is happening t- there? What's causing that person to do a damaging thing to another person, for example? Mm-hmm. Fear. And what is underneath fear? Your body wanting to keep you alive. Right. That's love. That's right. And the fear is built out of a misunderstanding of who you really are. Yeah. So someone tells you, you belong to this group, Mm -hmm. this race, this country, this tribe, this belief system, and then you protect it. Yeah. So you think you're protecting yourself, but you're really projecting 
something else. Yeah. And that leads to even more intense fear. I mean, like, look at the number of things that the Fred Phelps people hate. Mm-hmm. And that's this weird fear. So they, they fed the fear even more nonsense. And then you're afraid of things that we're looking at, like, I'm afraid of crossing the highway at night. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an easier example. Yeah. That fear does want to keep you alive. And then the fear can get perverted, can get exaggerated, can get overfed, overstimulated. And it's not just by itself. It's not just by the brain, but it's your culture. It's your Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. It's your Instagram feed. It's your TikTok feed. It's your friends. It's the books you're reading. It's the movies you're watching. It's like everything is pouring in Mm -hmm. and defining and redefining what it is you should be afraid of. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, what do you mean when you say you? (laughs) And what do you mean when you say my fear? You're looking at like, shrapnel from a thousand explosions of endless intel yes. and you're going this is me and it's running through your fingers yes. and then you're like I have to defend this <laughs> yes. and that's when you punch someone in the face <laughs> yeah. and that's why it's so helpful to have these teachers that go can we just stop can you just realize you're holding nothing Yeah. and, and, and there's nothing to punch mm-hmm. and there's nothing to really fear at the end of the day Yeah. because these are people that that the real dope teachers don't even identify as their bodies. They identify as life itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even when you talk about global, uh, the end of the world, mm-hmm. you're like, and life will find a way like Jurassic park. Mm-hmm. Life finds a way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hugely optimistic for life. Yeah. For life. I have Maybe a, not me. I have a lot of concerns for Pete yes. and I have a lot of concerns for humanity as a whole. Yeah. But if you, but you know, in the grand scope, life fucking kicks ass. Yeah. Life never stops kicking ass. <laughs> yeah. And it, life wants to live, baby. <laughs> well, I, I kind of want to read this part from, um, let me see if I can find it. Okay, while you're doing this, I'll make my la- my point because we got on a Brett Goldstein tear. But I meant to say that he had somebody on his podcast named... Deliso Chaponda, and he said that I think it's it it's Bri. I don't know. Anyway, he said that somebody explained to him like when you're in the womb, you have fingers and eyes, and like you don't need any of those things um, because you're just like a baby floating in amniotic fluid, and and it doesn't make any sense. And then you are birthed into a new reality and all of a sudden you start to realize like, hey, these fingers are for grabbing things and putting them to my mouth. And like Hmm. these things that you were living with prior in a different reality that made no sense, that had no purpose, you are birthed into a new reality and all of a sudden you understand that's why I have these. Mm -hmm. And... So things that we have in this reality, like pain and suffering and fear and anger and whatever, that we're like, what purpose does this serve? Why do we need this? We will be birthed or die and birthed into another reality where all of that will make perfect sense. I love that. Isn't that gorgeous? Yeah. I love that. This is this is what I, uh, a friend of mine wrote. I, I don't. I'm gonna find out. I'll, I'll double check if it's, if it's something I can share publicly. But it's something that they wrote, um, and it was like an epiphany he had after uh, a sacred plant experience. He wrote, Everything is one. I mean, obviously, it's so undeniable at this point. 
There's not a shadow of a doubt in my heart. This reality is one. And it exists by itself, for itself, does whatever it wants, Mm -hmm. expands through the never and through the nowhere, like a savage, insane, infinite, and eternal fractal. Being is its substance. Being is the common denominator of all things within it. Wow. I just love that. Wow. I hear that and I'm like, oh, you met my dad? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you. oh, you saw my home? Mm, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like You, you saw know, it? You know me. You know, you know me? me? Yeah. I really feel like that's wow. someone describing my truest self. I even like, I know uh, insane is sort of like a, a straight, I like it though. I like his language. Yeah. Savage, insane. It's another way of saying insatiable. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, Life will be fine. Mm -hmm. Life is an insane, savage, uh, eternal fractal Mm. that is going to rock. That does not mean, by the way, so who cares? I'm just saying, like, let's let, well, now I'm I'm lowering the altitude. We could lower the altitude. We're flying at a pretty high altitude. Yeah. Yeah, And, and there's, I just hope everyone hearing this knows that I know let's, fucking get our act together with the planet yes um but one of the things i have hope in is like this yeah (laughs) this is okay i am glad that you mentioned that though because it's it is important to like it's absolute and relative truth it's like that's the absolute truth and also here we are living this this life where there's a relative truth where we can do things that will That's change right. the course of this. And, and we need to use our brains to do that. Let's do it. But what came to mind when we were talking about head and heart, which is what we always love to talk about, is like head is the weary traveler. And he or she or they are wearing a, you know, a winter coat and they come into the cabin. Mm. And they're so tired from going up the hills and over the woods and finding food. And they finally come into this cabin and there's hot soup and they sit down. And what they do while they're sitting and eating this potato, you know, there's potato brown broth (laughs) and they're eating it and they're just breathing heavy and they're finally warming up. They take their coat off and they're thinking about what they're going to do. Okay. I found this cabin. Uh, The heart is the cabin. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not another character in the cabin. It is the cabin. Yeah. And life is the cabin. Yeah. And what happens to the traveler, you know, varies from traveler to traveler. But the right. reality of the cabin is is always there. Mm. This is really esoteric. But, like, yes. it either makes sense or it doesn't. And, you know, I could listen to this tomorrow and it might not make sense. Yeah. But today I'm like... I know there are people that have seen and been in the cabin. I have been in and seen the cabin. I don't just mean on drugs. I mean more regularly in my regular life. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that there are others. Yes. Finding Eckhart Tolle, finding Byron Kading, finding Richard Rohr, finding Rob Bell, finding Ram Dass, finding Alan Watts, finding Mirabai Starr. Mm-hmm. Wait, is mm-hmm. that the right Mirabai? Mm-hmm. And Mirabai Bush for that sake, but we're really loving Mirabai Star's book. Yeah. Finding people. Mirabai Star has this great line in her book. It's called... Uh, Wild Mercy. Wild Mercy. I always want to say fierce. It's Wild Mercy. She has this great line in her book about uh, when she stopped doing psychedelics, when she was pretty young, actually, and just doing practice, she, was like, she realized that she had been worshipping the fireworks and mistaking fireworks for the sun. 
So she turned away from the fireworks and started looking at the sun. I, I, and I know I still, that. we were actually texting and I was like, I, I still have some fireworks to do. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I don't think she judges that at all. In fact, I know she doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it's just what, for all the things the internet can do, this conversation being a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of it, the fact that it can get some of these ideas out, that it can get just a smidge of, of, of my friend's essay about his God encounter. Mm. He was an atheist before that encounter. Wow. An atheist. And then he was like, he was undeniably God. Wow. And this happens over and over. Mm-hmm. And what we're, you know, realizing over and over is the thoughts about God that someone had and maybe someone wrote down and then someone tried to give to you and said, these are God. Um, we can all agree those aren't God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like Rob Bell says, we don't believe in the same God. Like an atheist and Rob and me and you, we all don't believe in whatever that God is. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a mystery or love or a yes. Yeah. I think about how God is a yes. God is the yes yeah. that's behind everything. Yeah. It's just the initial unknowable yes. And it's what amazing grace <laughs> yeah. that there's plants and teachers and conversations that can remind us, oh you've seen my home? Mm-hmm. You saw it? Mm-hmm. You saw the car the, the savage insane fractal? Yeah. I also Papa? think it's so interesting because uh, I, I this is uh, I'm just going to say, I also think there is a, I wonder if once we die and we're transformed, if we're going to be like, boy, we really spent way too much effort trying to understand what this is and not enough effort um, just being in it and being okay not knowing. Yeah, I know. I No, I'm not saying that in in like Like are we farting and smelling it too much? No, no. I'm yeah, I'm not saying that in relation to what you're saying. I love everything you said and I think that is valuable. And for me, it's like I love knowing that and thinking about that and that makes me feel very seen. And to a certain point it's like, okay, and then also just like just be like, don't think about it so much that you're forgetting to be. In well, it. that's why coming home last night after my show at Largo, and there you are watching Shit's Creek on the couch folding laundry, <laughs> and the baby's asleep. Yeah, I was like, and this is just lowering the plane. Lower doesn't mean bad. I was like, what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. to get to a place where I can do comedy, and they like it. And I like it. Mm -hmm. We all liked it. Mm -hmm. It's a win-win scenario. Mm -hmm. Then drive home, like, with a a, a zest for life that can only be explained by telling Siri to shuffle my music. (laughs) Meaning, I'll listen to anything. That's huge for you. That's huge for anybody. That's what an open heart is to mm-hmm. me, is Siri, shuffle my music. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't even ask it to do it. It just started doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I went to fix it and put on what I usually listen to. And instead I listened to a Bob Seger song, a Yo-Yo Mom, a Yo-Yo Mom, 
<laughs> yo I don't call him Ma. I, yo yo mama. <laughs> yo yo mother to me. I'm more formal. A yo yo ma uh, Bach concerto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, an Adams for Peace song. It's like Radiohead. It's Tom York's group. Mm. I was like everything to my ear was was beauty. Yeah. An Operation Ivy song played. Like just like a real ragtag out of tune <laughs> ska core song played. <laughs> and all of it sounded like a, a tulip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got home and that was informed by Finding community, finding relationship. Mm -hmm. And for me, comedy is that relationship. Doing a show with other people, with the audience. Being in the car, talking to Flanny, listening to the music. And that was the counterbalance. So Richie says, all knowing what we're doing right now is attempting to know or attempting to talk about what we might be able to possibly know mm-hmm. needs to be balanced with unknowing. So last yeah. night I had a really good dose of ice cream. Yeah. But Val, I, I, we should be sharing this too. I mean, the, this is our time to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things that we do is our no deep thoughts days. Mm-hmm. And when we go like, just stop it. Like, yeah. If the thing is a savage, insane, insatiable, yearning fractal, mm-hmm. well, this is one of the things it's doing. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's eat a bowl let's of cereal. Just, let's just do it. We're here. Let's dance. Yeah. Let's sing. Let's mm-hmm. stop worrying. Yeah. But that's one of the weird things, though, is one of the reasons why I love having these conversations isn't really to get anywhere. It's because it brings me somewhere. Mm-hmm. The conversation pulls you in, pulls me into it. Yeah, and suddenly I feel grateful and light and alive. Right, and that is one of the portals. It is like a yana yoga or like a top-down yeah. thing. But we're um, not trying to figure anything out. Mm. In fact, I bet you could find other episodes of this podcast where we've said pretty much everything we've said here. Yeah, and that's what Eckhart Tolle says at the beginning of Through the Open Door. He says, and I, I, it's a really good show business technique like something a comedian would do he goes just sitting comfortably we're not here to collect new thoughts or new ideas or Mm -hmm. concepts that we can take home and remember he's basically saying picturing people like putting away their notebooks (laughs) clicking the pen closed (laughs) but i if if i could i would do that at a stand-up show and just go like you're actually not really here. We are and we aren't. Mm-hmm. You're not really here just to laugh. Mm. We want to merge into a collective. Laughing mm-hmm. is a great trick into the present moment. Mm-hmm. And so is performing for me as a trick into the present moment. But like any good spiritual conversation is like, look, I'm not actually trying to you know, sweep the dust away like home plate and uncover, there it is. There's the teaching that's going to figure it out. It's already figured out. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is let my, every morning I explode like into dust. And all I want to do is get all of that dust to settle and land on the same place and just be still Mm-hmm. On a on a good foundation and and rest there. Yeah, not a new place. I just want to settle it 
so I can remember it's already done. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, Joel and Muji were saying, you're already good. Mm-hmm. It's already won. There's nothing to win anyway. Yeah. It's doing whatever it wants. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, you're doing whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, and I, that doesn't mean everything's going to go your way. I just mean like, trust that you are a part of an endless undulating burst that's 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 doing a okay <laughs> you're doing a okay everybody yeah you're playing your part in the a okayness what should we get out of here a anus anus okay a okayness just get involved in your a okayness <laughs> and the a sense anus anus okayness <laughs> this has been anus okayness did you have anything, Mama? I sure blabbed and bored a lot. No, I'm glad you uh, had. You said some really beautiful things. Some I could have done without. <laughs> Just kidding. I loved all of it. Everything you said. Hilarious. Um, no, I it really know. was. I just really wish I could have. I don't know what. Um, I really you have like I... a poem or something. Do you? Can you think of? I feel like I. I had an old one. Okay, stop asking. Stop asking Google Chrome <laughs> helper. Get out of here. You're not helping anything. Um, okay, add website. What do you need? <laughs> what do you need from me? Oh, my God. Screen. <laughs> oh, it's because I blocked. What did you block? I blocked Twitter on my phone. So I would stop looking at Twitter. Uh, and then, and then it's kind of cool. But then my desktop syncs with that blocking. And Twitter was open, apparently. Mm-hmm. Would you say you said a lot of beautiful things, some I could could have done without again? <laughs> I don't wish I hadn't I, said that. No, no, no. I want, I want you to say it again. But uh, <laughs> let's take it again. And um, ready? Do you have anything, Mama? I, I know I blabbed and bored a lot. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. You said a lot of good things. Some I could have done without, but... <laughs> Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. This was the day the world rolled me for not being the sharpest tool in the shed. (laughs) He was prophesying. He's my Isaiah. Prophesying this day. It's not a bad song. I never listened to it outside of this podcast, but it's not bad. Okay, I really do know that I have a a very good. You have a good poem. poem. I just okay. Wait. wait, I'll cue up the Eric Satie. Okay, a lot go. of people going from swinging from Smash Mouth to Eric City. <laughs> a lot of people. You have a you have one? Wait, I I haven't found it yet. Um, okay. Okay, got it. Okay, um, here we go. I don't know what this one is called, but it I think it's called Awakening, something Awakening. It's by Dana Falds. Dana Falds 5? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just start playing Rock in the Summer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. The moment your eyes are open, seize the day. Would you hold back when the beloved beckons? Would you deliver your litany of sins like a child's collection of seashells? prized and labeled no I can't step into 
Wait, did I read this already? I feel like I maybe read this on the podcast. I mean, all right, keep going. Maybe I don't we remember. should hear it anyway. Sorry if I read this again. I'm going to start over because I just totally hit the brakes. All right. The moment your eyes are open, seize the day. Would you hold back when the beloved beckons? Would you deliver your litany of sins like a child's collection of seashells, prized and labeled? No, I can't step across the threshold, you say, eyes downcast. I'm not worthy. I'm afraid. And my motives aren't pure. I'm not perfect, and surely I haven't practiced nearly enough. My meditation isn't deep, and my prayers are sometimes insincere. I still chew my fingernails, and the refrigerator isn't clean. Do you value your reasons for staying small more than the light shining through the open door? Forgive yourself. Now is the only time you have to be whole. Now is the sole moment that exists to live in the light of your true self. Perfection is not a prerequisite for anything but pain. Please, oh please, don't continue to believe in your disbelief. This is the day of your awakening. I love it. I know. Why? I, Who would be like, heard it? Yeah, I think what happened was I read it to you on the couch. Yes, do you guys know that I effing love Ben Folds so much? Yeah, I do. He was on the pod so long ago, it was at Meltdown Comics. I know, and we like took, you took a picture with the two of us, and I still look at it sometimes because I loved him like since eighth grade, I loved him. He was your musician, Brett Goldstein. He sure was. All right, guys. A little class in white. It's a bitch if you don't believe. Listen up to my new CD, Shamon. Shamon. <laughs> Sham on. Sham on. He's funny. All right. All right, everybody. Keep it crispy. I got shit running through my brain. So intense that I can't explain. All around in my whiteboard pain. Shake your booty while the band plays.